there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party, an Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going today? It's going really well and definitely enjoying a little bit of a break because of all the snow. Glad that we have power, but been able to get some games and do some work for the pod. So definitely having a good week here. Stay safe, everyone out there. If you are in any dangerous area where you're getting hit by all the snow, losing power or anything at all, like Henry said, we're pretty dang lucky we have power and can put this podcast out for you guys. We got a good episode, though. Today, we're going to be discussing some news, leaks, dropping together, and answering a bunch of questions, as always, on these Wednesday episodes. Before we do any of that, though, make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod, sub to our YouTube channel, Third Party Podcast, and stop by our weekly stream, 4 to 6 p.m. PST. If you want two extra podcasts a month and tons of other exclusive benefits, join our Patreon with the link in the description below. If you're interested, it would really help us to continue doing this incredibly fun podcast. Now, before we do anything else, let's hear some five-star reviews. First reviews coming from Marvel is awesome. I've been listening for a pretty long time now. I just want to say you guys are the best. You helped me reach 2K on Bloodhound, and your tips and advice have helped me excel every time I load into a match. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Love the name as well, by the way. You got two big Marvel fans over here. Next five stars coming from NYC Kalexi. Fantastic podcast. I'm a day one player and for the most part ignored the G7 Scout after the season one nerfs. After hearing Henry and Shay praise it over and over, combined with their excellent analysis during the comparison to the 3030, I decided to dust it off and give it a fair shake. Man, am I glad I did. Thank you guys for showing me the light. This gun shreds shield so quickly. It's silly. This podcast is fantastic. And thank you all for your effort and hard work. Thanks for the review. We try. We try to spread the truth, the good tips. The G7, I think for the time being, is definitely a must pick. We're um, coming up on the one year mark yeah. on the Apex pod. And the G7 has been praised for about a calendar year now. Pretty much. Through all the buffs yeah. and nerfs, it stayed true to itself. Not going to lie. Next review coming from Michelle. I discovered this podcast a couple of months ago, and I really enjoy listening to you guys. You provide a lot of insightful information and breakdowns that have helped me improve my playstyle. I started playing Apex in Season 4 and haven't made it past gold since. I've had little time to commit to Apex. However, I am confident that I will take what I've learned from you and play smarter, not harder. I can get to Platinum this season. The time and dedication you take to research topics and respond to your growing fan base shows. Thank you, Shay and Henry, for all your hard work to make this a top-tier Apex podcast. Very kind words, all of you. Much appreciated. We love reading off these reviews. It means a lot to us. And hope you guys all know that this seriously helps us. Like The five-star review is a very big way to contribute. Speaking of other ways in which we are helped, let's make a little Patreon announcement here. Huge shout-out to each and every one of our patrons. We've recently blasted through a major goal of ours and as an extra reward we are giving the first page of our legend guide to all our patrons for free uh, we have just a special shout out to all of our recent jump masters and above uh, the jump masters are gen xd kevin and g masters are ryan and sammy boy predators are Corey and king crail appreciate all of you thank you so much to all our patrons for joining you keep this podcast going and it's so awesome to be able to record the bonus episodes uh, and do the live hangouts every month. We're looking forward to more memories and of course more Apex discussions. 
some of the most fun talks we have are through those Patreon episodes and those bonus live hangouts, getting to interact with you guys on a personal level that we really just don't have the time to do with everyone else is really special. So make sure you check out that community if you are at all interested. Let's dive into some news. First piece of news, if you are having issues with Loba's bracelet recently, uh, players have complained a lot about the bracelet success bug returning. And after some videos of it circulating through Respawn, Respawn, devs have noted that they will be working on fixing this. Uh, Hopefully this fix comes sooner rather than later. I know it's frustrating to all the Loba mains out there when their bracelet doesn't uh, pop off on Kings Canyon sometimes. It is certainly frustrating, you know. You and I both, we kind of enjoy playing Loba. She's mm-hmm. pretty fun. Her kit's really tuned to a fun place that if you like loot, if you like ammo, she's got you. It's um, great to never have to worry about running out of ammo. No doubt. But having this tactical not work is pretty frustrating. You know, it, it's not completely broken, but the fact that it's not reliable uh, makes it hard to use in a firefight, you know, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what you want it for. Bugs will come up in this game. And this is unfortunately one that's impacting one specific legend in a pretty negative way. But glad to hear, as always, that Respawn has taken note of this and they are going to be working on fixing it. Next piece of news, though. EA Mobile is further in development and beating lead by Tencent. Tencent is responsible for developing the mobile version of Call of Duty and PUBG. Uh, Right now, Apex Mobile is set to release in the third quarter of 2021, which could mean anywhere from the beginning of July to the end of September. And really, in general, we just got a lot of news around EA going hard on mobile. They acquired GLU Glue Mobile for $2.1 billion. They're the creators of Tap Tap Sports Baseball, Deer Hunter, and Kim Kardashian Hollywood. Making a lot of moves in the mobile scene, EA is. And Apex looks like it is going to be coming up here shortly, led by a pretty trustworthy developer team uh, in that mobile first-person shooter scene. Yeah, it's very exciting. You know, we've heard about mobile kind of for a while now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think initially from shareholders, like probably almost a year ago, we knew that this was something that was on the horizon. Um, Very cool, though. You know, this seems like they're they're bringing on the right people to make it work. And, you know, we can be excited and skeptical at the same time Mm -hmm. about what is a very competitive shooter with high mobility like Apex? How is that going to behave on a mobile platform? Well, the best of the best are working on it. Mm -hmm. So if it can work, they're going to make it happen. And it does wonders for Fortnite, does wonders for Call of Duty as well. So there's definitely a track record of success for these games in that industry. You know, we have mobile as well as Switch coming. This could potentially be a huge combo. I just have a kind of a random question for you, but where do you think those two are going to fit into maybe like our cross-play functionality and lobbies per se? I really don't know. I... I would assume that they're going to be completely separate. Mm-hmm. Mobile's a totally different game, mm-hmm. totally different playlist, like totally different friends. I don't think there's going to be any overlap uh, between console and PC. Mm-hmm. It'd be pretty crazy if there were. It, I agree. Switch, I could see there being an argument made for it to come because, you know, you do have the ability to HDMI it to your monitor, TV if you want to. And you can, you know, we have talked with Power A and they, you know, making their controllers for the Switch as well. And so maybe we'll see Switch in there. I just think it'll be interesting to see what it at least opens up with. And hopefully it's something we find out pretty soon. Yeah, and we'll get to it. But and you can plug a controller into you know, a mobile. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you can be playing on your phone with a controller. We'll see. 
yeah we'll, be pretty fun we both have nintendo switches so we'll be doing some fun stuff maybe when uh the nintendo switch version comes out and maybe talking about it a little bit on a podcast for you guys uh also next piece of news for anyone experiencing server issues crashes the endless loading screen just so you all know, we just want to tell you, Respawn has made a bunch of statements. They are totally aware of this, working on fixes for anyone that thinks they are uh, not trying at all. It is something that they are aware of and working on. They want that game to work perfectly. Yeah, I definitely always feel very fortunate living on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. really don't have any issues mm-hmm. on any console or PC. Um, but this really breaks my heart that this is happening to a lot of people. Uh, and a lot of creators. So it hurts the community a lot. I'm excited to see, hopefully this get re- resolved and then hopefully it's a long-term fix. Yes. You know, not every season do we need to have two, you know, server breaking mm-hmm. things. We try not to exaggerate. I'm glad that I don't experience it, but for the people that do, my heart goes out to you. In that Reddit AMA we were talking about last week, they kind of talked about how there's supposed to be maybe some statements coming up being made about the future of Apex servers because I think the fact that people have brought it up as a recurring issue is something they just want to avoid. So hopefully we hear something soon, maybe just about the future of where it is and where it's currently at. Uh, next piece of news, a handful of pros and content creators have spoken out about making the locked and loaded takeover permanent. Do you think that this should be the case? Should a lot of higher tier loot be be the direction the game goes on a more permanent basis? Yeah, so I think that discussion in the end is going to come down to easing the difficulty of the game. Yeah. So pretty much making it so that you're going to be getting fully kitted weapons sooner, easier, Mm -hmm. and that's going to make the game easier. But like all things in terms of balancing, if you make it easier for one player, it's going to also make it easier for another player. Mm-hmm. And if that second player is a much higher skill, it might be less fun. Yeah. So it's definitely that. I think that's where the conversation ends. But there's a lot to talk about, like in the middle of, okay, do we want a Mozambique off the drop? Mm-hmm. Yes or no? Mm-hmm. Would we rather have the B20? Would we have nothing? Um, and then where's the argument about how taking out common armor on the ground, how does that affect the time to kill? How does that impact? impact the pace of play mm-hmm. um you know potentially this is something that we'll talk about in the future we do know that multiple developers have said that the apex loot is really a staple mm-hmm. and as much as we've speculated as to some major shifts right now there's no real hints that that might be happening outside this ltm yeah we've talked about how maybe it seems like it could be a direction that the team wants to go but like you're saying outside of these ltms these statements being made are not of ones that they want to shift the loot pool drastically uh it would be very interesting to see what changes would do to the kind of the permanent playlist and how it would really impact ranked and stuff we're still trying to figure out right now with all these holds and the map on Kings Canyon itself feeling like it's got a lot of loot. How does that compare and how does it play on Olympus currently? And how's it going to play and feel when we go back to world's edge eventually? So I think there's a lot of questions to kind of be answered for us, at least in the loot perspective of this game. Uh, And so that'll be something we keep our eyes on. Next piece of news. We have the mayhem fuse pack out comes with the ringmaster skin plus 600 apex coins. Fuse main over there. Have you copped this one at all? <laughs> I have not, but I'm not a huge spender. Um, it's pretty cool. You know, nice skin. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. I was kind of confused about like the initial shoulder plate that he had. Yeah. I thought it was like an extension off of the uh, ultimate. 
but it's not. It just looks cool. <laughs> I like it. We also have the Gibraltar Physical Edition officially coming out. Comes with the King of Sea Gibraltar skin, Terror of the Deep Devotion skin, the Making Waves badge, an exclusive gun charm, 1,000 Apex coins coming at you for the price of $19.99. Probably important to note that as well that these physical editions do go on sale a lot of times in the future. And so if you're not into it now, keep your eye on it. The price may go down. You're the Gibby main. If there's ever going to be a physical edition that gets you to cough up some money, it's going to be this one. Are you looking at that at all? I'm considering it. You know, I have some coins right now. Um, the Devotion skin is great. Mm-hmm. Really like it's it. It's a good one. And the Gibraltar skin's all right. My question about all these physical editions is, why is there a badge with them? It, I don't really I think understand. It's interesting too. Like, yeah. I guess, like, the more stuff, the better, but... The skin kind of shows off that you have the physical edition. Kind of. And the badge, like you only have three slots. I don't know. I don't know if anybody is really going to want to show off that they have the badge. I don't know. I think it's kind of weird, but I am considering it. Don't get your hopes up, though. (laughs) That devotion skin is good. So I'm glad that it is uh, more than just the character skin, because I know at some points in time, uh, you know, we've heard fan bases say that the gun skin it came with was underwhelming. So I think it's a really nice combo, both of these together this time. They match well, and they're a pretty solid duo. We're going to now talk about some leaks. So as always, if you're not interested in hearing about leaks at all, uh, just check the description. We'll have a timestamp for when we talk about leaks. You can skip ahead a little bit. Uh, let's dive into it, though, now. First of Billich being the Warlord Collection event being leaked. Uh, despite that being the title, that is most likely not the name of the collection event and is more so just the code labeled as Warlord. Uh, this is supposed to come with the Caustic Town Takeover, a Bangalore heirloom, and the final teaser for this is supposedly scheduled for March 1st. We also haven't had the start of the teasers and there is no date as to when the teasers will start. So there's a lot of question marks kind of circulating around this collection event. We also have the next LTM that could be coming with it. We're going to talk about all three of these things. Do you want to stop at the top and talk about Caustic Town Takeover? Yeah, let's do it. I guess before we go line by line, um, we weren't convinced that we were actually going to get a second collection event. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very, very happy that we are. Um, I am very excited for this. I think it really proves that there's a ton of content coming out this season mm-hmm. from the Switch to Pathfinder's Quest to the you know two-year anniversary. Like This is a really jam-packed season. There's a Um, lot of cool stuff coming in. Like as much as some people have maybe said that they're not feeling like the changes to the maps and stuff, the actual overall content for this season is incredible for a free-to-play game. Yeah, it could be some of the most uh, we've ever gotten. So it's pretty intense on that regard. Um, But yeah, Caustic Town Takeover is kind of slated to be at water treatment. Yes. Uh, Initial gut reaction to that is that's kind of scary. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if we should be putting uh, Dr. Knox in charge of the water treatment. There's definitely some sus stuff. We're going to get to it in the book soon. Pathfinder's Quest eventually, you know, Caustic's uh, history. But there's some chance for that to maybe go awry if the legends uh, enjoy drinking water at all in between fights. Yeah, it's quite interesting. I think water treatment is an interesting spot to look at because it actually is a POI on the map that I think impacts games late game and rotation wise and so it's not going to feel like a town takeover like sometimes gauntlet you don't play it for a large portion of time if you don't drop there consistently if you're a fan of dropping in the other areas of the map unless the zone shrinks pretty hard over there you won't find yourself in gauntlet 
I think there is an argument to be made that water treatment is going to be a bit more impactful just overall on how the circles go and where the game is played. And so this is important because that's a town takeover that means that could very well impact pubs and ranked in a pretty serious way. And we know there's a lot of emotions around caustic. And so I think there's danger for this to be a frustrating one for people. The thing that I'm curious about is it seems like internally at Respawn, they are very, very proud of the town takeovers. Oh, yeah. Like they love Labs and Gauntlet, Mirage Voyage and all of them. Mm -hmm. Like they keep on kind of raising the bar on themselves, at least internally. They say these kind of things. Fight Night was hype. They said it was the best one and the favorite one they've ever done. Yeah. I don't want people sleeping on Map Room. Mm -hmm. Um, I will just kind of as a little side note, it's now common loot. Yeah, I saw that too. Um, I'm kind of disappointed about it. I understand that you probably had to make that sacrifice in order to introduce two more high tier loot areas at crash site mm-hmm. and uh, spotted, but I'm kind of sad about that because I like going there and now it's a lot harder. That's one of our favorite drops for sure. Um, I'm curious about this Caustic Town takeover because I'm sure that they're going to do something to kind of improve water treatment, mm-hmm. but my guess is that it's going to keep its its initial form. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how much is going to radically shift. And if it doesn't so much and they kind of just put some interesting trap mechanics with gas, I don't know if that's going to raise the bar from fight night. Mm-hmm. Um, if like the actual POI doesn't change, we'll see. I'm very curious because I know that they're very proud of it, mm-hmm. but I think they're probably going to keep the POI structurally the same. I think it'll be interesting. I think there's always with these town takeovers a chance for them to overhaul the areas, but we also don't see them place these town takeovers on existing POIs that are notable, you know, and water treatment as much as it's, it's not, you know, skull town, it's not, you know, crash site. It's definitely impacting games. And so it'll be interesting to see how that balances out. Let's talk about Bangalore's heirloom for a second here. Uh, You know, we've, gotten the leaks and rumors for a long time now about it being a, some sort of knife essentially uh some army style knife are you excited that we're filling out these og legends essentially yeah it's definitely about time i'm excited for bangalore to get uh her own heirloom um but really like i kind of have been saying for the last couple of weeks i'm excited for crypto revenant loba rampart like i think those are going to be a lot more creative uh than maybe Gibraltar and Bangalore's. There's um, room for them to be for sure. I think there's just high potential. So I'm just kind of excited for that right now. Um, you know, Bangalore, I'm sure it's going to be great. Um, I think Bangalore, again, is a slept on legend. If you haven't, you should listen to our uh, Mastering the Legends mm-hmm. on Bangalore and Bloodhound. She's one to use. Like if you are an heirloom freak and you buy every heirloom and you're not sure about, you know, Bangalore, you should start playing her because mm-hmm. I think she's definitely fun. She's a really fun legend to use. She is Sky's number one favorite legend, so you won't find two people more experienced than playing with a Bangalore than us, potentially. So that's a big part of it, and we definitely love her. Let's talk about the LTM, though, right now, potentially titled Ring Frenzy, with the description of an increasing amount of mini rings spawning around the active play space, in addition to the primary ring, which behaves as normal. What an interesting concept and idea. I'm trying to like picture it in my head on the minimap. And all I can think of is like a Mickey Mouse style, like looking minimap. It seems really weird to me. I don't know what mini means. Yeah. 
does mini does a mini ring mean like a 10 meter radius mm-hmm. like you know a gibraltar ultimate sort of radius um or does it mean it's larger i'm not really sure but i feel like this is kind of a cool idea because you know in the middle of a fight all these additional rings may you know make it difficult for you to move mm-hmm. vision's going to be weird rotations mm-hmm. it also greatly depends how powerful are the rings? Are they increasing with the with the big ring? Mm-hmm. Or are they all death rings? Mm-hmm. Or are they all not really that bad? I was trying to think, like, are they going to be connected to the main ring? Or will you have to go through the zone to actually get to this new ring, potentially? Yeah, I really don't know. My, my vision is it's going to kind of be like cheese, where there's all these little okay. holes. Mm-hmm all throughout and then you're going to be going to the main ring and then once it shrinks then there'll be all these little holes in the next ring interesting but i think this is a weird one it's fun to mess with ring logic stuff right now while they're getting some complaints about ring logic so i think the ltm is kind of coming in at an ironic time Uh, and so it's going to be really funny to kind of see the public's reaction to this one no doubt Let's talk now about some more leaks. We have Twitch drops leaked file that would lead to viewers being able to get Apex rewards for watching streams, uh, potentially, you know, ALGS or sponsored streams. This has kind of been something floated around for a while. Uh, Really cool, though. Way to increase interaction with, you know, their competitive streams. It's super cool. We love seeing the Mirage, uh, you know, different banners that you Mm -hmm. can unlock uh, watching the ALGS. So this is cool. I love driving engagement this way. More signs also now point towards the TDM slash arena style mode. There was a status added for spawn killing detected. So obviously that means spawn killing detected. Uh, You got to have something that inquires you to spawn. And so that pretty much hints at us getting this arena TDM thing that's now being rumored for a long time. And a lot of people are kind of hyping this idea up. I'm excited though. It could be pretty crazy to get a brand new playlist, a whole new sort of mechanic where there's loadouts permanently. It could really round out Apex in a great way to mm-hmm. be able to compete on a larger level, I think. Yes, definitely. Let's now get into our dropping together. This week, we are featuring a listener who is moving this year and looking to connect with some people over Apex Legends. They are a Bloodhound main and are currently becoming addicted to Stim with their <laughs> recent use of Octane. They put on Xbox with the gamer tag ILBM675 and Apex ILB675. All that information will be down below. You can reach out to them on Discord. Uh, it's going to be cool. I yeah. hope you guys get to play some games with them, have some fun, get some third-party wins, and all that will be in the description below. It'll all be in the description, and if you want to be featured on a Dropping Together segment, email us or send us a DM on Discord or a social, kind of describing uh, yourself as a gamer, where you're fitting in, who you play, and a little just backstory on you. Maybe and we can uh, slide you in here. We love trying to connect people together to get some dubs. That's what this game's all about. And the game is just drastically improved when you play with teammates. You won't hear anyone else more than Henry and I preach that this is a team game. And so make sure you have people join the Discord. It's the best way to hang out with people and get some dubs. We're going to now wrap it up by answering some questions. First, we're going to answer our five-star review questions. If you want to guarantee your question be answered on the show, leave a five-star review in the form on Apple Podcasts. And then we're going to wrap it up with as many Instagram questions as we can get to. Let's start it off. First question is going from Brad. Good podcast, but 
please stop calling it a 30 for 30. It's just 30 30. Thanks. That's a good point. I totally called it 30 for 30 on the last pod. I think it's hilarious. Henry didn't catch it from me saying it in the moment. I didn't catch it saying it in the moment. And I didn't even catch it on the edit either. And we think it's hilarious also because we shorthand and change the name of pretty much every single gun in this game. R9, R3, everything. So shorthand, good. Extension, not good. That was the takeaway. Yeah, we we shaped it up, right? It was just for the season eight release mm-hmm. then for the 3030 episode everything was good yeah. and then last week everything was good so hopefully we improved hopefully that didn't uh didn't mess with you too much uh but thanks for the review nonetheless yeah hopefully we don't have any og listeners that remember what we used to call the p2020 hopefully not <laughs> next question coming from nyc collects you five stars where are you guys from and how did you meet each other it's a fun question it's been really, a while really good question um well we're both uh, raised in Seattle, mm-hmm. and we met each other playing basketball in the third grade. Rec team for life. We got plenty of championships together. The dubs did not start with Apex. They started on the court. Uh, yeah, we middle school, high school together. Uh, didn't go to college together for the first two years. Uh, and actually, we still don't go to college now together, but we're both in the same city now. So we're living together now, and it's been a, it's been a wild, fun ride. No doubt. Let's answer some Instagram questions now. This one's coming from T Samps. Do you think Apex is telling its story well through all these mediums, comics, quests, etc.? Really good question. We've, you know, kind of skirted around this question mm-hmm. a lot through kind of covering the variety of different storytelling mediums. Um, I think my answer is I think Apex is telling a lot of stories. Yes. And for that reason, I think it's difficult. Mm -hmm. The mediums, I think it's fun to experiment with Twitter and do different things on Instagram stories. And I'm, I like the working in fan made art is awesome as well. Yeah. Like they do so many things. Um, and then, you know, stories, the outlands, fantastic. I think my only, you know, hesitation on saying it's excellent is I think there's just too much going on. I'm not sure they're actually finishing the stories that they're starting. Like, we're going on almost a year mm-hmm. of we had Ash introduced and we keep having, you know, little things happen, but the story, like new stories just start every season. The hype is dying slightly yeah. on Ash and it's almost like you miss the opportunity to capitalize. There's just a bit of, I think you described it well, there's just a lot going on. And unless you're listening to the third party podcast, it's hard to get all the information in one place and be super attentive to Instagram, Twitter, the game, trailer drops, and just random sporadic other things on the website and all this. Now we have a book also. Yeah. And And all these different storylines too. So it's like you have a lot on both ends Mm -hmm. of the storytelling. Is it going well? It probably is, but it's just kind of hard to digest. And but that's our job that's to make it easy to digest yeah, exactly. for you guys. So we're, that's where we slide in here. Don't sweat it. Next question comes from Simon Says to, what do you think would be bring a good and healthy balance to Lifeline? Also had a question uh, about Lifeline from Jacob saying, Lifeline's ult could be a choice between Care Pack, Replicator, and Mobile Respawn. So this is an interesting question and Lifeline is a legend we could talk about for a long time and give you kind of some of the brief thoughts and then let you chime in here. Um, But we are honestly, I think on the same page in that we don't find her power to be super overwhelming right now and incredibly frustrating. We think the passive is awesome and 
pretty dang easily countered as well. Like, yeah, it's going to be frustrating at times, but for the most part, it requires the opposing team to be down a player and it requires that player to be rezzed with zero health. And so there's definitely, it's not just a broken ability right now. Despite that, though, a lot of people say otherwise, and the devs seem to be leaning towards the direction that we're going to be trying to find some power in an ult and taking it away from the passive. Uh, the concept of switching between a care pack replicator and mobile respawn beacon, it's cool. I don't know if that is going to really change her like pick rate or win rate per se. Like, I don't know how often I'm going to be choosing a replicator to come down from the sky, especially when it gives away your position to drop a care pack. And so it needs to be something that really benefits the squad, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I personally, I like the idea of having the choice, mm-hmm. you know. Having a mobile respawn beacon, pretty nice when you want it. Yeah. Having a replicator when you want it, pretty nice. And so I think if you wanted to do one of those, I think having the choice is really nice. Um, in the past, Shay and I have really praised the care package and mm-hmm. said, especially on King's Canyon. With the charge wow, towers. Yeah. You are getting a lot of power from that. You're getting like, she's the best looter in that map, pretty much, uh, even on top of Loba in some cases, mm-hmm. um, just because you can create that purple armor and purple bags, which is pretty incredible. Um, but I will say now, in the current state where we have evil armor mm-hmm. and the loot is cranked as high as it is, yeah. by the time that you're getting your ultimate charge without ultimate accelerants, without charge towers, you're already fully you know, set up. And it's so not the value often you're of that, begging for the purple armor from the pack anymore. Yeah. And you just have different ways of getting it. Yeah. You can replicate it. You can earn mm-hmm. it with the Evo. Like it, it's very tough to say, wow, that's a really powerful ultimate. Um, we'll see, you know, I think they're probably going to try to take power from that passive mm-hmm. and give it to the ultimate. In the past, I, I've been kind of puzzled why this is so much up to debate. I feel like uh, more than a year ago, we were testing uh, how you could do kind of an area heal ultimate, Mm -hmm. uh, probably on a smaller cooldown. We'll see. Maybe that's scrapped. Maybe it would be too strong, but I think that'd be a good way to add power to the ultimate. And then, you know, either have a cooldown so you can't chain together, you know, the passive reses. Mm -hmm. But honestly, I think it's a powerful ability. I don't think that it's overpowered. I think that as the medic, she should be really good at that. Exactly. So if she can't do it effectively, then it's going to be hard it's to play her. Hurt her. Yeah. So I think it's a definitely a touchy subject. But again, if we're discussing lifelines balance, mm-hmm. I think we're in a pretty good state of the game because yes. I don't think she's incredibly toxic. I don't think that uh, her win rate is dominating the game. So. I'm cool to have the conversation. It's definitely <laughs> subjective, I think. I love that. Next question is coming from Bobo41. Best legend to solo queue ranked with? Good question. Um, pretty much have to lean into high mobility. Mm-hmm. Um, you might try to make an argument for Horizon. I'm not sure yet. I would say you're going with Wraith and maybe Path. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not going to really make an argument for Horizon. Like She's great, but yeah. the verticality isn't going to help you get away per se i think you could make an argument as well for octane yeah. now with the changes to the jump pad and i do think there is an argument as well to be made for those recon legends the crypto per se which is really weird and hard and bloodhound to kind of hopefully get those assists up because 
you know, in the end, we want you to, to play ranked with people because it's going to be a lot easier to win. It's, Definitely. It's hard to win. Do not recommend the solo queue. Please mm-hmm. do not. Join the Discord. Find some squad mates. It's going to benefit everybody, including me. Yes. I get very anxious when people start <laughs> telling me I'm going to solo queue. You should not be proud of the solo queue. I have to solo queue sometimes and it sucks. Mm-hmm. So just don't do it to yourself. Try to avoid it. Looking for groups. Something. Okay, give them one legend, though, before we go on to the next one. If you had to choose one gun to your head, what are you going with? I would actually go with Path, because okay. I really like the Survey Beacon, mm-hmm. and I think the Grapple can get you in and out of sticky situations and pull teams together. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably go for him over the invincibility. Yeah, I think I would honestly, I'd honestly go with Octane, which is maybe weird to say, but I think the ability to bounce away really quickly, and as much as I love the Survey Beacon, there's not often when I'm playing solo queue, and people are listening to me about uh, where to rotate because of the beacon and stuff. And so I don't know how valuable it is solo queuing per se. Cool. Next question is coming from Bishan. Do you think the legend classes should be reworked? You know, for a long time, I thought they did because we were having rumors about, you know, we, us getting class passives, essentially. Uh, they've kind of come out and said that idea was scrapped. And so honestly, I don't think the classes are a huge deal. They're more just kind of like, to give a general descriptor to somebody and a lot of legends fit into multiple classes now i think reworking them you're just gonna have the same arguments you're having now it just might be in a different way yeah i the one that kind of comes to mind is the fact that pathfinders and recon i mm-hmm. think that kind of yeah. unfairly shifted the balance of the game and it didn't have to be that way mm-hmm. um but just like you're saying you know i think that gibraltar could be moved out of defense yeah but the offensive class is so diverse that mm-hmm. you could start doing subclasses or just every legend is offense. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of a weird conversation. I think there is some nuance, but like you said, it doesn't make or break the game. Mm-hmm. And there's so much diversity, legend to legend. So the class system really isn't even going to be effective, even with improvements. Yeah. If they were going to bring in class passes back that idea, they'd probably need to rebalance it in some way. Next question coming from Ashley. How do you balance real life and Apex to keep a healthy relationship with the game? Great, Great question, question <laughs> Ashley. Um, we might have different answers for this one. Um, to be honest, don't really do a great job at uh, balancing <laughs> real life with Apex. Um, I still have a very healthy relationship with the game. Like I'm not often in a place where it's like, I don't want to play. Mm-hmm. Um, But I do spend too much time thinking about the game, playing the game, writing about the game, researching the game, and it definitely hurts hurts my personal social life. Uh, So definitely working on that, but... The answer is, I love that the answer is just like, I'm not sure. (laughs) Yeah, I need to work on that. Thanks for the question. Uh, That's definitely inspired me to maybe uh, take a day off or two. Yeah, I'm honestly slightly on the other side of the coin from henry i'm the one of between the two of us that gets burnt out sometimes on apex i tend to get hyper focused and i'll play till the wee hours of the morning when the seasons drop and then i'll slowly uh not enjoy it as much but then really it's just for me and my mental health and keeping healthy relationship with the game not being afraid to mix in something else once in a while because you appreciate Apex more when you go and play some other games. And then that really makes the experience fun. And as always, playing with friends is going to make your experience a lot more enjoyable. Absolutely. No doubt about that. Next question is going from Kagan. 
If you could implement a new legend, what would their kit and name be? That is a good one. Uh, on a Patreon episode, uh, we actually did the full breakdown of our own legend concepts with kits, names. We kind of did them separate and then came together and tried to surprise each other and came up with the same tactical, which was kind of funny, uh, yeah. centered around a dash ability. I don't know how much more we want to give away, though. Yeah, I mean, we went deep into it. This was a question that we kept getting. Mm-hmm. We were excited about it. We went really hard, full lore backstories, mm-hmm. absolute like balanced, detailed. Uh, but the dash ability is kind of the answer that I can give you is the kit. Mm-hmm. I think it's a cool potential um, and it might come around in the game someday. Last question quickly coming from Anthony. We will see a vortex shield or any other abilities from Titanfall 2 and Apex. You know what? We're getting to the bottom of the barrel mm-hmm. uh, of Titanfall 2 content. I do love the idea of a vortex shield. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty cool. You know, kind of like a gun shield, except it absorbs the bullets and sends it back. We'll see. Could be a pretty strong ability. Well said. I agree 100%. Thank you so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Pods. Give us a follow on Spotify. Leave a five-star review with your question. We'll answer it on our next episode. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod. Sub to our YouTube channel, Third Party Podcast, and stop by our weekly stream. Check out the Discord via the link in the description below. Thank you so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. Catch you next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs>